Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Eagles get embarrassed on Monday Night Football. It all comes down to this week and the Yankees have a big challenge. Plus, has the clock finally struck midnight on the Big Ben era in Pittsburgh? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. After taking down the Atlanta Falcons in week one, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, and the upstart Philadelphia Eagles looked to be the surprise team in 2021. Then they fell in week two to the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, no big deal. Then on Monday Night Football, they get pummeled by the Dallas Cowboys, 41-21. to Joining me now from Locked on Eagles, Louis DiBiase. And, and Louis, what do you make of this team through three weeks? Yeah, I mean, Peter, I feel like there are sometimes there are losses that you could feel good about in a rebuilding season like the 2021 season. I feel like there are moral victories and losses. The players will never never admit that, but I think that is the case. And I felt like that was the case against San Francisco last week. That was not this loss to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. The blowout made you feel pretty bad about everything about this roster on both sides of the football and the coaching staff. This team was not ready. They got banged up penalties, undisciplined. I think the most disappointing thing, though, was Jalen Hurts in a game where he was finally tested. He was going up against a star quarterback and a star offense that was moving the ball with ease against your defense. You could not elevate your team and could not step up and be the quarterback one that's supposed to be a franchise quarterback, or at least is fighting for that right to be the guy long term. Hurts pretty much everything you are concerned about heading into this season a lot of those weaknesses were the issue again tonight. So he honestly, not that he's a bad quarterback, but he looks like he's already hitting a ceiling. And it's too premature to say, but at the same time, um, a lot of the same weaknesses from last year are ailing him again. And he looks like the same player. On the other side of it, this is uh, an offense being run by Nick Sirianni, who is a first-time head coach. We know they've poured resources into the skill positions, but the receivers are still wholly untested, really. And the offensive line is a work in progress, though they've built it back up um, after losing some key veterans. So how much of an accurate read do you think we can really get on what Hertz is, given the structure of this offense right now? Yeah, it's brutal. And another offensive lineman went down today, Isaac Sayamalu, their starting left guard, carted off the field in the second half. So now you're down, you're starting left guard, you're starting right guard in Brandon Brooks, and you're starting left tackle in Jordan Maialata. This was the issue last year. A lot of Carson Wentz's downfall was on him, but at the same time, he had to deal with 14 different offensive line combinations. If you can't protect your quarterback, your receivers aren't going to be able to get open. He's not going to be able to feel comfortable throughout the season. It's definitely a problem, especially for a young quarterback that's trying to develop within the pocket. That's his weak area. Not having an offensive line, having a beat up offensive line is not going to help in that area. So if Peter, it's a mixed bag. It's some of it. A lot of it is on Jalen Hurts, but yeah, your uh, quarterback is also a product of his environment that surrounds him, and the wide receivers have not been good enough either. You invested a first-round pick in Devontae Smith this year. He hasn't been good enough. You invested a first-round pick in Jalen Rager last year. He hasn't been good enough. It's just, again, that blowout loss that makes you feel bad about pretty much every asset, or I should say aspect, of this team. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, it all comes down to this week, and the Yankees have a huge challenge. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more from a chain store or car dealership? Don't do that. Go to a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and never overpay. They have the same low prices for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com now. Check out their website. Check out the inventory. Everything your car will need from brake lamps to tail lamps, brake parts, motor oil, everything you could possibly need and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Former All-Pro wide receiver Josh Gordon, who recently was informed that he is being reinstated, is planning to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. Gordon was suspended indefinitely in December 2019 for violations of the league's policies on substance abuse and performance-enhancing substances. It was Gordon's sixth suspension since the 2013 season and his fifth for some form of substance abuse. Hopefully, for his sake, he gets right and can help that Kansas City Chiefs team. It was NBA Media Day, and one theme around the league was vaccination status. 90% of the league has been vaccinated, but the status of star Kyrie Irving could be a real issue. Pro athletes in New York have to have at least one dose of the vaccine to compete indoors. That would mean that if Kyrie isn't vaccinated by the start of the season, he would not be able to play home games for the Nets. Kyrie also had to do Nets Media Day virtually due to health and safety protocols. When asked about his status, Kyrie said, again, I would like to keep all that private. Please respect my privacy regarding home games and what's going on with my vaccination. Irving went on to say that everything will be released at a due date when everything is cleared up. One thing I think a lot of these athletes are missing is, yes, it is a personal decision, but it is not a private decision because if you can't play 41 games for your team, that is going to be very, very public and it affects a lot of other people. So is it a personal choice? Yes. Is it a private one? No, not when you're a superstar. That's the deal. Kawhi Leonard said part of the reason why he signed a four-year max contract to remain with the LA Clippers instead of opting for a shorter deal that could lead to a more lucrative contract is that he hopes to return and play this season. Leonard would not give a timetable for his recovery from surgery on July 13th to repair a partially torn ACL that kept him out of the Clippers' final eight playoff games. He is expected to miss significant time. It is, after all, a significant injury. But the team's star revealed that a possible return this season factored into his decision to sign his four-year, $176 million contract in August. 49ers cornerback Josh Norman is back with the team after spending the night in the hospital with a bruised lung suffered early in Sunday's game against the Packers. Norman's injury happened early in the second quarter when he took a helmet to the chest. He spit up blood and further examination revealed he had some fluid in his lungs, according to coach Kyle Shanahan. Upon leaving the hospital, Norman returned to the team and took part in meetings Monday afternoon. Shanahan said Norman is considered day-to-day and there's a chance he could play this week against the Seattle Seahawks, assuming he passes the necessary tests. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. Week 3 is in the books. 
And here are some early lines for week four. The big one, we will all spend all week talking about Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Coming off the Bucs' loss to the Rams, they are still 7.5-point favorites against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. The AFC North leading Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, you heard that right. The AFC North leading Cincinnati Bengals kick off Week 4 on Thursday night against the winless Jacksonville Jaguars. And the betonline.ag line for this game is Cincinnati giving 7.5. Carolina Panthers are 3-0. The Dallas Cowboys are 2-1 after taking care of the Philadelphia Eagles last night. The betonline.ag line for this game has the Cowboys as five-point favorites against the undefeated Panthers. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. The New York Yankees have won six straight, taking care of business against the Boston Red Sox. Over the weekend, they are sitting atop the American League wildcard standings, and all of that effort has earned them the chance to play one of the best teams in the American League, the team with the third-best point differential in the AL, the Toronto Blue Jays. Joining me now from Locked on Yankees, Stacey Gatsoulias. And Stacey, what do you need to see from the Yankees here, and how can they keep this up? Well, we need to see better defense than we saw in Fenway. They were just lucky that it was one of those weird weekends up in Fenway Park and they were able to win all three games. Um, Pitching wise, they have three of the good pitchers from the rotation lined up, but so does Toronto. Um, They just need to keep Toronto off the board. That's going to be a tall order because their offense is really good. Yeah, and and we've also seen the Yankees offense, which which has been hot and cold over the course of the season, you know, brought in to to really mash and and we saw we've seen that at times. We saw it again over the weekend. Uh are, is there someone in particular that you think can can get hot here and and help carry the offense a little bit? I think if Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge keep up what they've been doing during this streak. The Yankees will be okay. They also kind of need Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo to join in there. Um, Mm -hmm. It shouldn't just be the right-handed bats uh, bashing. Uh, They should have some of the left-handed bats bashing. One thing I'm sort of afraid of is because it's a game in the dome with turf, you're not going to see Giancarlo Stanton in the field, which means Luke Voigt might be the odd guy out again. He hasn't been playing lately. I kind of feel bad for him because he was doing really well. And then the Yankees, he kind of fell into a black hole. And um, I think if you see Rizzo struggling the first two games, you might see Voigt playing first base at some point. So you mentioned the, the pitching matchup and and you have, you know, sort of the the heart of the rotation for both teams Handicap that a little bit for me. Who do you think has the advantage here when it comes to the guys on the bump in this series? Hmm. I would say the Blue Jays mainly because Tyone's coming back from an injury. It's his first start back from hurting his ankle. Um, And Kluber, you never know what you're going to get with Corey Kluber. I'm not that worried about Garrett Cole. He's the one pitching Wednesday night. I think he'll be okay. And I think, you know, the Yankees have trouble with Ryu. You know, overall, Ryu is pretty good, 13-9 and with a 4.34 ERA. But that 4.34 ERA is more like a 2 against the Yankees sometimes. So, um, I, I, and then they face Robbie Ray. for the for, they, they didn't face him in that last series, and the, the Blue Jays still beat up on them. So that kind of worries me a little bit. <laughs> the Yankees, in their six-game winning streak, um, they've scored more than six runs in, in f- four of those games. 
I mean, is this going to be one of those things where they're they're just going to have to rely on the offense? They're going to have to rely on Aaron Judge and and John Carlos Stan to to hit home runs, or, or can they put together some small ball uh, runs if they need it? It's possible. Um, I'm a little I'm a little worried about the off day today because it always feels like when the Yankees have a streak going and they have an off day thrown in the middle, it kind of throws them off at least for the first game, um, and they stumble a bit. But if they can take two out of three in Toronto, that would be a very big deal. Coming up, has the clock struck midnight on the Big Ben era in Pittsburgh? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now, our limited time flavor, cookie dough chunk. All of the limited flavors have been absolutely unbelievable. Uh, we had grasshopper cookie. That is my personal favorite. Coconut brownie. Um, another uh, top two Top two, not two. I don't know. Maybe they're tied for first. Unbelievable flavors to go with your base flavors. Your peanut butter brownies, your double chocolates, your salted caramels, your coconut almonds, your cherries, your raspberries, your coconuts. Everything is high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Do I know how they make them taste so good? No, I don't. But I do know that they do taste so good. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. On Sunday, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Cincinnati Bengals 24 to 10. Ben Roethlisberger did go over 300 yards through the air, but it took almost 60 attempts to get there. And 19 of those targets went to Najee Harris, the rookie running back. Running back is what I said. 19 targets for a running back, although not something that is unfamiliar to the Steelers. Going back to the Le'Veon Bell days, joining me now from Locked On Steelers, Chris Carter and Chris. uh, Ben Roethlisberger has not looked good going back to last year now. So what is the remedy, if anything, for this Pittsburgh Steelers offense? You know, the biggest remedy I thought was the there was two, there was a few steps to it. Do the one thing that you know would take the pressure off the offensive line and the pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger. The first step, dump it to Najee Harris like they did. That's where their success came from on Sunday. And they didn't have much of it. But right. you look at their drive chart. It took them until their fifth drive to get a single target to Najee Harris in the passing game. And oh, by the way, that was the, the only drive that they scored a touchdown in. And you saw the Bengals eventually have to say, okay, we got to stop that guy. But the second step of this, and I wrote about this, you know, leading into the game, I said, the second step is as soon as you get, as soon as you get, as soon as the other team starts to see that you have to make them pay by hitting them behind it. And Ben Roethlisberger continues to struggle to, to trust his reads and to make throws in that direction. I think a lot of people are making this about his arm or about this. It's not about his arm. His brain ain't right. He ain't seeing the field. He, ain't, he is not making the professional reads that you expect of a franchise quarterback who's been with a team for what, 17, 18 years? I'm running out of I'm running out of ways to count that. Um, that's the big issue here is his 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 mind is not in the right place to hit it. He's trying to see players open. He's not anticipating his throws, he's not throwing players open. And that's hurting the Steelers. Here's something that we were talking about before we came mm-hmm. on, and I'll finish with this. The Steelers don't have any options. So is this just one of those things where they're just going to have to ride it out and do the the sort of like under the radar tank with Ben Roethlisberger here? Or is there a point at which you have to say, like, we I just can't look at my veteran players if I'm Mike Tomlin and say, I, 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 I can't do this anymore. 
there's a point where if Ben Roethlisberger is putting himself out and he's getting you know damaged a lot, they will say, listen, we respect you too much. And I think that that would be the only case is if it's, he's seriously hurt and they're like, you're a risk to yourself out there. That would be it. And, and you can see he's that right now, but he's at least getting up off the turf. He, he's, he's, he's fighting his way through this. That's the case. But right now, like you said, the contract that he signed years ago, it tied them into this. They didn't expect to fall off. Again, I think if his brain gets right, Peter, he could be a decent quarterback. Not a, not a very good quarterback, but a quarterback that at least with an elite defense and a, and a talented running back can at least help you win games. He hasn't been that. And that's what they have to hope turns it around for, for them in the stretch. But to answer your question, you know, they're, they're, they were tied to him. I know people were saying they should have let him go. Their, their dead money would have crushed them if they did that. And they wouldn't have been able to get the quality quarterback that you think they'd be able to get this year. What the, you know, what they got to hope for is like, look, Ben, either you turn it around or it's going to be Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins time um, eventually, which a lot of people I think are coming. I don't think it actually comes, though. I think that they find ways to sort of mitigate the situation. If T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith get healthy, I think they remain competitive. I'm, I'm, I don't have them beating the Packers, but I do think they're going to be able to find ways to sneak wins. And eventually this offensive line gets a little bit better. And then Ben's like, OK, I'm not getting hit 12 times again. And finally, Tyron Woodley got an I Love Jake Paul tattoo on his left middle finger as part of the wager he and Paul agreed to before and after their boxing match last month. Woodley posted a photo of the tattoo on his Instagram on Monday. I love you, son, Woodley wrote. Now come and get this you-know-what whooping because I heard you've been talking back to your elders. I'm sure the fact that he got it tattooed on his middle finger was just a coincidence. Just absolute serendipity on that one. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, Dodgers or Giants? How will things shake out in the West? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.